Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Sometimes you gotta go back and go forwards. But sometimes you don't have to go anywhere at all. Instacart makes it so you can order your groceries, pet food, and more from home. So you can do what you need to do. Whether it's praying to the Lord or playing with your willy. Whatever suits you best. So what are you waiting for? It's time to transcend your physical form. Follow the link in the show notes and create your account. And start feeling alright, alright, alright. Shopping. Instacart. Just do it, man. Coming to you live from my apartment. This is the short news with Alex Mador. Good morning, America. Shit, no, that's a show. I can't say that. What's up, guys? Happy Sunday. Welcome to the short news. Bonus episode coming at you. Um, I just want to, okay, I want to first address last episode Um, just really quickly because it was like the most downloaded episode in the shortest amount of time. Um, And... Man, that's that's crazy. I I don't want anybody going after anybody. I have to figure out what I'm doing about this. Um you know, all I really want is for them to stop having these pre- predator predator-esque dinners or these dinners where they can prey on all these people by like serving them special drinks to specific people. I don't think that's cool. And I think that shit needs to stop. And whatever needs to be done to stop that needs, like, I don't, like, I don't give a fuck what it is. But that shit's not cool. Because if that's happening to a a dude, like a dude like me, think about what they're doing to, like, 18-year-old college chicks. Seriously. I mean, the fact that you have to, like, bring them a, a an offering of of your finest women to, to get into the frat is telling. It's very telling. And they're not the only frat that's like that. Any party, you have to bring an offering of women more than just for you. And... 
I like I'm not kidding. It, the whole guy to girl ratio thing and you know, there need to be enough for the brothers. Like they treat people like pawns and objects, not just women, but people. Just for their fraternity's own gain. There's a frat at my school that got caught doing satanic rituals by campus safety. There's like blood sacrifices and shit. Skulls, pentagrams, all that stuff. The whole the whole kit and caboodle. That's the type of shit that goes on in these fraternities. Why are they still around? If they're going to be around, at least like do what they were actually supposed to be when they were invented. Glorified book clubs. Like I get, you want a sense of togetherness. Does it have to be drugging and assaulting people or kidnapping for like pledging or like dr- like forcing brothers to drink until they have alcohol poisoning or giving them pills and not telling them what they are but telling them they have to take it? I don't know, man. That doesn't seem like a book club to me. Just saying. And I saw on the analytics that a lot of the people that were listening to the show were males between 23 and 27 that listened to The Grateful Dead, which perfectly, perfectly fits with Alpha Delta Phi's demographic. For the people that were in that frat when I was in that situation. It makes sense. So, I know you guys are listening. I do. And, uh, what's up? What's up, creeps? I'm just your local ghost coming back to haunt you. And all I have to say to you creepos is, um, because I know you'll hear this. When school opens up fully at Union, stop doing the Thursday night dinners. Stop doing it. Limit to brothers. Stop doing Thursday night dinners. It is a breeding ground for toxic behavior. It is a breeding ground for people to be taken advantage of. Whether you guys are doing it or not, you're perpetuating it. You're, you're supporting it. You're giving it a home. So you, you got some thinking to do here, okay? Like, I can't press charges as far as I know because I don't know who it was. If I knew who served the drinks that night, then, oh, fuck, man. Oh, it would be fucking over on site. I wouldn't even take it. You know what? I can't say what I would do. Never mind. And the shittiest part is, like, I I have a friend in that frat. I do. Like, one. And, like, one other person was really nice to me. They're, they're like two good people. Like two. Two that I knew when we were freshmen before they joined the fraternity. And after they joined, I stopped talking to them. Because I felt uncomfortable going there anymore. Why would you want to go back? If you guys don't believe me, then ask yourselves why I stopped going to your dinners after that night and, like, never showed up and never pledged like I said I was gonna. Why? It wasn't just some 
some like decision that came out of nowhere. And then to, to top it all off, like, you guys have stolen multiple things from me. Alpha Delta Phi, you've stolen my longboard. You've stolen my cigarettes. You stole a lighter right out of my hands. You tried to steal my girl. What else? What else? What else? You pretty much stole something else from me, too. So stop letting this happen. Stop being the breeding ground for this kind of shit. Because it's five years later, dude. And this is still fucking with me. I'm in therapy because of shit like this. And I'm sure other people are too. And again, like this, I think this happens in every single fraternity in every college. I know people that I grew up with in, like, that I was friends with for like a decade who went off to college and caught a case because they did some fucked up shit to a girl. And all over the news, all that kind of stuff. It happens way too often. College is supposed to be a an educational place. I didn't honestly didn't realize that until I started commuting in the city. It's just a place you go to fucking like get your degree. That's the most important part, right? But then it turns into like a jungle. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be parties. Like, parties are going to happen. That's a staple of college. But people should be able to feel comfortable and safe when they go out to said parties. It's very simple. Don't prey on people that are vulnerable. Don't make people vulnerable, then prey on them. Don't do that shit. It's not okay. Things have to change, not only at Union College, but on every campus, especially these private colleges where they'll go and just defend the assailant like as much as they like possibly can so that their reputation isn't like as the rape school. But no, this happens on every college campus and it needs to be fucking addressed. Especially, like Union's not doing anything about it Last I checked, they, like, there was a case where, well, we just, we talked about that one, where they, somebody got assaulted, and they defended the, uh, the, the dude that did it, even after he was, like, harassing the girl afterwards, traumatizing her, and her, and the dude's friends were also harassing her after. That's not cool. You're letting that shit happen. Now there's some some girl out there that feels like an injustice ha- has been done to her. No, uh, that an injustice has been done to her. And she didn't get, like, she she feels now probably like she her, her feelings and her, like, vulnerability and the violation that happened doesn't matter to the administration. 
and that they're more worried about their reputation. And I can't imagine what it feels like to be invalidated like that. That is so fucked up. And it's why people don't come forward. Because these colleges are more worried about protecting themselves and protecting their students and their safety. You know, it's funny. One of the first things I did on campus was um, my freshman year, we all had to pile into College Park Hall, um, which is one of the one of the bigger buildings, residential buildings, and watch. We split up into, I think, like different groups and had to sit through this um, one of those after school special type deals about no means no and don't don't rape. Essentially just saying, now, kids, like, you're in college and don't rape people, okay? Because it's wrong. And it was just a, it was such a lame video. Like, the dude's, the dude in the video's being all, like, creepy. And his friend comes up to him and is like, hey, man, tonight's not the night, man. Or something like, tonight's not the night, man. And that, that was just the butt of every joke. And, like, anytime a guy was being creepy... Like, a guy would jokingly be like, oh, tonight's not the night, man. And everyone would be like, ah. But it's, but it's like, dude, this dude is being forceful on this girl. That's not fucking funny. Yeah, hell yeah, tonight's not the night, man. No night is the night to do this shit. See, this is exactly why I'm all for commuter schools. <laughs> why, why do you need to board? Why do you need to, like, go off and board? You're going to save money if you, like, live with your parents or rent out, like, a cheap apartment nearby or whatever. It's it's so much cheaper. It's so much safer. You'll feel better. You won't feel locked in, like, stuck in this prison of a school and won't feel as inclined to go to these toxic parties. So, I highly suggest commuting. There's no reason to stay in a dirty-ass dorm, especially during coronavirus. Nothing to do. Do you think there's going to be any parties worth going to right now? And it doesn't fucking matter about the corona. I mean, coronavirus, like, take that out of the equation for a second. It's not an environment that I wish upon anyone. I'm scared for my brother to go in. I'm scared for my cousin. I'm scared for a lot of people to go to college. Because I know how much of a wild fucking experience it is in a good in good ways and bad and a lot a lot a lot a lot of toxic masculinity i um i once knew this kid who uh he he wasn't really into drugs at the beginning of our freshman year but after uh after befriending me and my friends, he started experimenting with things further than what we were willing to do at the time. And this was before I was um, before I was addicted to Xanax. I I was staying away from it because I had that bad experience that we've talked about before with it. And I, uh, you know, this kid. He, he tried Xanax and he really liked it. So he took it like all the time and he went and got a prescription 
from the uh from the wellness center physician lady who she's like a nurse practitioner or something not a real doctor but she can write prescriptions and she was just writing people xanax scripts willy-nilly like crazy and so this dude got one he's popping them all the time he'd go out to parties and like high off xans just start like just go up to girls and just like grab them and stuff just like aggressively grab them or like tackle them in some cases we'd have to like pull them off and like it was it was unreal i had never seen anything like it before like consciously <laughs> and and my sorry that's uh um but like it was it was insane we stopped him but he, he still like got into some, some trouble without us there and I stopped talking to that dude after that. Wait, no, he got kicked off campus. That's right, he got kicked out for, like, stealing. Oh, that's crazy. I forgot about that. I have so many stories like this, though. It's frightening. It's frightening that consent is such a... Blurred line. That Which, by the way, is such a fucked up song, if you think about it. like. The lines don't need to be fucking blurred. It's yes or no. Just ask for consent. It's 2020. We're not fucking cavemen anymore. Beating each other over the head and then fucking one another. No, that's not how it works anymore. We are humans. We are developed, okay? We don't need to rape and pillage anymore. We don't. Can we, can we all just agree... That that sexual assault is not okay. Can we all just just come to come to agree that because I know too many people that it's happened to, whether it be like from a family member or at college or in high school or like a teacher or what whatever the fuck it is. Just like it's not it's not good. It's not good. And even okay, even like a like a like a like a like a boy student hooking up with like a like a like a lady teacher i get that that's like a kink or something like everybody wanted to sleep with their hot teacher that De- like definitely like 100% understand that but when it actually happens and it's like a kid involved that's i don't think that's cool but like sexual assault is just, can we just agree that that's not okay? Like, oh my God, I, okay, here's a story that, that talks about this type of stuff. So I, <clears throat> sorry, I dated this girl, um, I almost just said her name. What the fuck am I thinking? No, I dated this girl um, the summer after I graduated from high school. And uh, we were getting close and she was telling me like stories about her ex. And the dude essentially like sexually assaulted her, manipulated her into being obsessed with him and continuing like a sexual relationship with him where he gets to do whatever he wants to her. And like he like, actually has a girlfriend through the whole thing 
and he's just like stringing her along and using her and like putting drugs like giving her drugs and saying like oh we're not going to do it and do anything but this drug just happens to make people horny so i'm going to take it and you're going to take it and we're just going to hang out like how what when i heard these stories i was like i think you were being like manipulated and stuff and she she went back to him by the way like while we were dating she went back to him so like People like that can fuck themselves. Not not her. I mean, like that dude. Piece of shit. Absolute P.O.S. The worst. Like, to have that much of like a hold on somebody, even so much after the quote-unquote relationship. Like, that dude literally, literally ruined our relationship like completely and you know i think i'm done blaming her because she's being manipulated and that's what that's what fucking happens you know and you know people you got to watch out for these these um these manipulators types these predators I guess would be the word. And I don't think I'm using that light like like too much here. Like I think I think that's the right word for people that like lit like literally prey on others and manipulate them and play them like a pawn. That's predatory behavior. It doesn't just have to do with like people that are into kids. It just be becomes synonymous with that because Chris Hansen I'm a seat over there, huh? You should start catching, like, college predators, too. Can they do that? I want to see that one. That's essentially what, um, what, uh, the, the Derek comedy sketch bro rape is. It, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, let's stop talking about sexual assault here. Because that went on much longer than I thought. Can we talk about something more fun, like the news here? I mean, I run the show. I'm the one who's in charge of this. What the fuck am I doing? Okay. So, Donald Trump. If you didn't know, <laughs> if you're just waking up from a coma today, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. You can go back to sleep now. Yep, go right back into it. Go back under. Yep, close those eyes. Go back into your coma. See you in 20 years. Okay, um... Donald Trump is our president, as we know, and he had a press conference yesterday, yesterday? Two days ago, sorry, that I haven't yet seen, and I wanted to, you know, react to a little bit of that with you guys. And this is going to come after, days after he was called out for calling dead veterans um, suckers and losers. So I think that that loses the veteran vote right there, which is a big vote. Those are American patriots, people who have fought for our country and would die for our country. That's a big deal. Like, the people that died are suckers and losers. It's like something you say about, like, someone in Call of Duty or something. You fucking loser. Like, you can't, you can't even, like, get a kill man 
you didn't even last a second. Like, like at their um at their funerals, Trump is like, they were great men. They were great men, but but their KD was absolute shit. <laughs> the lowest of the KDs, the worst of the KDs. I I hear this guy Ninja. He's he's much higher up. All right. So what does the president have to say? Look at him walking in like a boss. Thank you, everybody. Very much. They see me rolling. Thank you. They hate it. They're just thinking I'm just riding dirty. So as we begin Labor Day weekend, America's unprecedented economic recovery continues. You see what's going on. It's been pretty amazing. The United States economy added today, announced this morning, 1.4 million jobs last month bringing the total to over 10.6 million jobs created in just four months. That's a record by far. In August, we added 249,000 retail jobs, 174,000 leisure and hospitality jobs, and 29,000 new manufacturing jobs. The unemployment rate plummeted to 8.4%, the second largest single month drop ever recorded, surpassed only by our big decline in June. I think that's because everybody already um, filed for unemployment. <laughs> they got everyone. You know, they got all the unemployed people. So yeah, the, the filings are lower, that they, lowest that they've ever been, because every, everybody's already done it. That, in my opinion. Sorry. This is an opinion piece. Last month, we saw large declines in the unemployment rate for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, and Asian Americans. Very big. See, I like I like those people. I like all the non-whites. They're they're cool too. They they're pretty cool. Some of them, I assume, are good people. Big decline. We're witnessing the fastest labor market recovery from Asians for any Trump. economic <laughs> crisis in history, by far. By contrast, the last administration had the slowest, weakest, and worst recovery in American history. That was well documented, as you know. This year, the United States has seen the smallest economic contraction of any major Western nation. I don't think that's true. How many jobs were lost? Let's see. How many jobs, jibs, no, jobs, <laughs> were lost during COVID-19? U.S. job losses due to COVID-19, highest since Great Depression. So the whole thing that he's saying about um, about how Obama's administration was worse, this is worse than the Great Recession. This is as bad as the Great Depression. So when the dude, let's see, let's see a more recent number. U.S. has only regained 42% of the 22 million jobs lost. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's shitty. That's really shitty. That's, that's what, like 58% left? Fuck. Okay, back to it. And we are recovering at a much faster rate than any other nation. Business confidence is higher today in America than... In any other G7 or EU country. Let's go to where he gets tired. And uh, I don't mind you mentioning Russia, but I think getting, they would have loved to have been there, but we didn't get to. Wait. 
Well, I think we have to look at it very seriously. I'm all over the country. I'm all over the place. Uh, yeah, please. go ahead. Did you have? Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Thanks, Mr. President. Uh, Germany has said that Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader, was poisoned. What do you think should be done to Russia about that? What is your message to Russia about that? And how should the international community and the United States respond? Well, I think we tell have- tell Putin I say hi and I got the uh, the box of chocolates. It was very good. I gave it to Baron. He's dead now, but he said they were good before he his mouth started foaming. <laughs> we have to look at it very seriously if it's the case, and I think we will. There's nobody been tougher in Russia than I have. Uh, we get along. I get along with almost all countries. Get along with North That's Korea. Not true. Remember, we're supposed to be going to war with. North Korea. If Hillary got elected, you'd be at war right now with North Korea. And it would be a very messy war, a very bad war. Many millions of people would be killed. In the meantime, uh, we've gotten along with them. We didn't get to war. Everyone said that if I was elected, I'd be at war in one week. It's been just the opposite. Uh, We're doing very well in Afghanistan, bringing the troops down, very low level. And other things are happening very interestingly. We have... uh, Didn't they fudge the numbers on that? On the... How many troops they were bringing back? Or they won't. They won't say anymore. A great peace deal going on in the Middle East, actually, with UAE and Israel, and that's been received like probably very few things that many people have done. It's been very well received, and we'll be having other countries announcing soon they're joining that, and you're gonna have a lot of countries in that. A lot of countries are saying, "Hey, why didn't you bring us in right from the beginning?" They would have loved. Who's it. saying that? I would love to know who's saying that. I would absolutely just, that just means, oh, you know, we, we, like, one or two people were like, hey, what's up with that? So many countries, so many countries, they're lining up, they're lining up to get that American bukkake, you know? (laughs) In there, but they want to, they want to be in. We're doing a lot of things. I think that uh, I was the one that alerted the United States and the world. Nord Stream 2, I said, why is Germany spending billions and billions of dollars to Russia to get their energy from Russia, and then we're supposed to protect Germany from Russia? What's that all about? And the sanctions and everything else. At the same time with Russia, we're right now negotiating a nuclear non-proliferation treaty, which is very important. It's a very important uh, thing. To me, it's the most important thing. Some people say global warming. I don't. I say this is far more important. And uh, we are the biggest. They are the second biggest nuclear-wise. China's third. They're actually a distant third, but they're building pretty rapidly. And uh, at some point, we'll include China into those talks. But we're doing very well with Russia on nuclear nonproliferation. So I don't know exactly what happened. I think it's it's tragic. It's terrible. It shouldn't happen. Uh, We haven't had any proof yet, but I, I will take a look. Uh, it is interesting that everybody's always mentioning Russia. I wonder why, because they keep showing up. That'd be like if, um, let me think of something. One second. Like if somebody has a headache and they keep talking about it because nothing's being done about it. Like, oh, I have a headache. And like, you don't say anything about it. And oh, I have a headache. 
I don't know why you keep mentioning that you have a headache. It's like, because I have a fucking headache, dude. Oh, my God. And uh, I don't mind you mentioning Russia, but I oh, think you probably don't? China at this point is, uh, is uh, a nation that you should be talking about much more so than Russia. Because China. You got to worry about China. Those Asians, they're coming for you. They're coming for your money. The things that China's doing are far worse. If you take a look at what's happening with the world, look at what happened with the China virus. Look at what they did by not keeping that within the confines of China. They should have kept it in the confines of China. Look what they've done to 188 countries all over the world. But you never ask about China. You're always asking about Russia. So I would be very angry if that's the case. So we'll take a look at the at the numbers and the documents, because we're going to be sent a lot of documents over the next uh, few days. Uh, President? President. President. Please, move back. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Greenback Conventions, Kimber. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. He told him to take off his mask. He literally just sig- like signaled for the dude, the, the, the dude asking the question, to take his mask down. So he could ask his question. What a douche. You do not care about this virus. But I also did see a picture of Andrew Cuomo from during this time. And he's like walking his dog out in Albany. And he's he's like his girlfriend or wife or whoever is with him is wearing a mask. But this motherfucker isn't. He doesn't even have one around his neck or anything. Cuomo not wearing a mask at all. Dude, if you're the governor of New York, like, and you're going out in public, you think people aren't going to recognize you and see, like, oh, shit, that's Andrew Cuomo, and he's not wearing a mask. Idiot. Conventions Kimberly and Don Julia had an outreach to the Indian-Americans community with a video called Four More Years for You, which has gone viral among the Indian-Americans in the battleground states. So my question is, would Kimberly, Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump, who are very popular among Indian Americans, would be campaigning on your behalf among the Indian Americans with your views on India US relationship? Well, I, I didn't understand everything you said. I know oh. India and I understood I didn't understand uh, everything you said, but you know, that's just because I'm ignorant. <laughs> those young people that you mentioned, they're very good young people. And uh, I know their relationship to India is very good, and so is mine. And Prime Minister Modi is a friend of mine, and he's doing a very good job. Nothing easy, nothing easy, but he's doing a very good job. Uh, we're talking, I mean, while we're at it, we're talking about China and India. Pretty Going at it pretty good on the border, as you know. It's been a very nasty. It's been a very nasty situation. China. And uh, we stand ready China. to help with respect to China and India. If we can do anything, we would. He's been blaming China for shit since the beginning of his like beginning of his campaign in 2015 or whenever it was. And he said China like China is fucking us or whatever he said. Love to get involved and help and uh, we are talking to both countries about that. But I appreciate your nice sentiments. Uh, they think a lot of India and so do I and I think a lot of your prime minister Thank you. So my question was about Indian Americans. Uh, do you think they are voting for you? Are you are they supporting you? I do. Uh, we had a uh, an event in Houston, as you know, and it was a fantastic event. I was invited by Prime Minister Modi 
And this was a massive, this was at the, where they play football, Houston football team. And it was, uh, it was, it was incredible. It was actually incredible. And uh, the prime minister could not have been more generous. We have great support from India. We have great support from Prime Minister Modi. And I would think that the people, uh, Indian people would be voting for Trump. I also, as you know, went to India just prior to the pandemic setting in, because India has been hit very hard, left really about a week before that. And uh, we had an incredible time. What, what we saw, the people are so incredible. It's really an incredible place. I've never seen so many, so many Indians in one place. I didn't even know it was possible. But then I realized, oh, I'm in India. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. It's an incredible country. And it's definitely big. It's definitely big. But you've got a great leader, and he's, he's a great, uh, great person. Thank you, sir. Do you think China is bullying India? I hope not. I hope not. But they're certainly going at it. They're going at it much more strongly than a lot of people even understand. Yeah, please, go ahead. Thank you, go ahead, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, just a follow-up on Alexei Novotny. You just said we, you haven't had any proof yet. Do you have any reasons to doubt the results from Germany? No, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I hear Germany uh, has made a, was it definitive or almost definitive? But we have not seen it ourselves, no. But we have not seen it ourselves. But uh, I would certainly be uh, okay with that. They want to do something. They want to take action. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. But again, we are working very closely with a lot of countries on a lot of different things. Uh, we've taken... Uh, what does that mean? He's always so vague. Okay, let's get to the end of this. Not like you and you. There were smiles on the request. What do you think? Take a look at those questions that they asked him. They were not meant for a grown-up. They were meant for a child. So I just want to just tell you, I just want to tell you, it's a disgrace. Because you look at what I've done for the United States military. I love those people. I've gotten them pay raises when they didn't get anything near what I've been able to do. And I've rebuilt $2.5 trillion. I've rebuilt the United States military. Now we're including Space Force. Nobody's done more for them. And then when I have to have a report read like that from a third-rate magazine that's not going to be in business much longer, I look at that and I think it's a disgrace. And then when I watch Biden getting asked questions that are really meant for a child to answer, anybody could answer. And I look at the level of question that you people ask. I mean, honestly, it's disgraceful. So I want to thank you all very much. We appreciate it. And uh, we're doing very well. We're very, very proud of what's happened with respect to the economy. And I think that before the election, you're going to see a third quarter announced. The third quarter will be at a level that our country has never seen before. Next year, we're going to have a year that was better than last year. And I feel very certain it'll be better than last year. It'll be the greatest year we've had. And the whole reason this is working out this way is because we set a foundation for this country like we've never had before. So next year is going like to be we've a fantastic never had year, before. He always says that. Sometime prior to it's going to be as great, like the uh, greatest thing in the world. And I you think never, it, you never seen anything like it before. He probably would say that about a war, 
Like, if I had a war, it'd be the greatest war. Like, it would be the greatest war. A war like you've never even seen before. Like, that's not good. But he would say it. That was like... That was a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) That was just a whole lot of nothing. What the hell was that? Like, why even have a press conference? Everything was just, I'll look into it, I'll see what it says, or, like, I don't understand why this is being brought up, but it's fine, or things are going to be greater than you've ever seen before, or, like, it's like you've never seen before, or so many, you don't even know how many countries, and things like that, that aren't actually any facts or it's really not saying anything at all what's like whatsoever so that's our president a whole lot of nothing not to mention he's all in on china virus like he's all in on that that term and my dad sent me an article saying that um Saying that he, like, saying something about, like, the China virus and how there's no cure for a vaccine. I think we talked about this. And I was like, dude, what are you, on crack? That's literally insane. Like, the shit that you believe from, like, this Catholic anti-abortion fucking news source that's not even news. So dumb. So that's... That's what's going on with the president and with jobs. Hopefully they start coming back even more, but I don't know how it's going to work with this virus still going on. A lot of people are definitely going to have to still work from home, but this motherfucker de Blasio, I think, went on vacation for the weekend. Meanwhile, teachers are having panic attacks because they have to go into schools where inspections for ventilate, proper ventilation haven't been done yet and won't be completely finished until September 21st. Let me look at my phone. Oh, it's September 6th. You're telling me they have to go in in two days, and they won't even know if it's safe for them to come back until weeks after they've started going? That is the most ass-backwards thing that I have ever heard in my entire life. And this idiot... De Blasio, I don't know if it, no one saw what I tweeted last night at him. It was like, I I think I would like to make a report for sanitation. Um, there is a talking piece of garbage sitting in Gracie Mansion. <laughs> He's such a shithead. He doesn't care about teachers. He doesn't care about their safety. I've said this a hundred times. You don't need to hear me say it again. Fuck Bill de Blasio. He's a piece of shit. And none of his none of his decisions even ever apply to him. So why would he care about putting these people's lives at risk? He makes millions or whatever. He's a rich, rich man. He doesn't have to worry about going into a school every day where there's not proper ventilation and shit's not up to code and kids take off their masks all the time, and there's germs spreading in the air all over the fucking place, because like I said, 
You guys didn't do the ventilation inspections like you were supposed to do over the summer, you fucking idiots. You don't have to deal with all that. It doesn't apply to you. You sit in your fucking mansion and make these decisions. Hurting people. Like, how stupid do you have to be? How stupid? Mr. Mary, you are probably the greediest and most incompetent human being I have ever seen in the public eye. And that's saying something because our president is also one of the most incompetent people in the whole fucking world. But no, sir, you take the cake. You take the fucking cake and shove it up your ass. I don't know. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really worked up about this. The past, like, I mean, the whole summer I've been upset about this and nothing's changed. Nothing's happening. Yeah, they delayed it by like, what, a week? Great. Great job. But teachers still have to go in in two days. So they're just not going to be catching as much of the virus as if the kids were in too. They're just getting that pre-school pre year virus, you know? They're going to catch that pre-school year shit from each other. Great. Fan-fucking-tastic. You're a fucking genius, Mr. Mayor. The smartest dude ever. Yet he's on Twitter trying to tackle issues like mask wearing and, like, human rights and, and fucking... What what else was he saying? Oh yeah, and like quarantining during quarantining after you go on vacation. Dude, nobody gives a fuck. We're worried about the teachers. You don't give a fuck about them. Obviously. They're expendable. But to us? Real people that don't make the decisions, unfortunately. Those are our friends, family, loved ones, parents. And that's not okay. I don't see any world where this is okay. And it's not going to end well. And I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't. So you really need to, you really need to think about that, Mayor de Pupio, Mayor de Bussy, Mayor de Bussy. Because he's a fucking pussy. Sorry. Sorry, that was mean. Was it though? I don't think it was. I think it was well deserved. The dude's a little bitch. He's just doing this because the economy. Uh, shut the fuck up. People are going to die. How many de Blasio's does it take to put out a fire? None, because he'll just make the fucking teachers walk into the burning building. What a douche. Really, fuck that guy. I like I don't, I don't know why they they don't just uh they don't just do online learning just fully for now until it's safe. 
If it's not safe, why are we going right into the fire? It's so dumb. People on Twitter are right to be pissed at you and telling you to resign. Because that's absolute garbage. So I challenge Mayor Bill DeBussy to go, uh, go sit in a public school during the school year, move your office into one of the classrooms, one of the full classrooms, and do all of your mayor shit from there, and tell me if that's safe. And if he's like, oh, I don't, don't want to do that. Why? That's not safe. Oh, oh, really? It's not safe for you. Oh, we have a short news emergency here. My jewel is almost out of battery. Fuck. Uh-oh. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I also have to get more pods. Let me see about doing that. Okay, jewel pods purchased. We're good. The pods have been purchased. Podcast. The pods have been purchased on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I'm probably pissing so many people off today. Oh, man. I feel like the way I'm pissed at the mayor. I'll stop talking about him for now. How about that? What else is going on? Bella Thorne fucked up OnlyFans. Holy shit. So OnlyFans, you know that thing? That everybody like secretly has, and like their their wives are like, Wait, where, where is this uh, twenty dollars a month going to? What is what is this? What? Why are you sending twenty dollars a month to to uh, Sarah Jean Underwood? What? Is, who is that? Who is Sarah Jean Underwood? And why are you sending her money for pictures? Okay. Anyways, you know that site. That, like, half the girls I grew up with are now on, secretly. Um, so, people, are, people have been making money off that. It's been a good source of income for undiscovered people, like indie, indie business men and women, to um, post their pictures and content, kind of like a sexual Patreon. You, like, pay them to get access to the content. And, and all that. And so, Bella Thorne, you know, the celebrity. I, I, she's a celebrity? Yeah, yeah, she's she's famous. She was, on, she was on a show I used to watch. She made an OnlyFans. And she, she made, so her membership is like $20 a month. Okay, I mean, that's expensive, but whatever. Like, some people are $9. Some, I, don't ask me how I know. Anyways. She makes the OnlyFans, $20 a, a month, but then she sends out a message, like an automated message, I think, to all of her supporters saying, like, if you want to see me completely nude, then pay me 200 more dollars and you'll get my nude pic. And then people paid $200 and she made, like, a, a hot couple mil. Like a couple million. 
off of off of that. And then so people are like, okay, where's my nude photo? And they look and it's um apparently not even a nude photo. So people are saying they got scammed. I don't know. I haven't seen the picture. I let me let me do some research real quick for a hot sec. I can't I can't find it anywhere. I I have to delete my history now because I just looked up Bella Thorne OnlyFans leak, and holy shit, so much more shit came up that was not that picture. <laughs> holy fuck! Don't 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 just don't, okay? Just don't. Like that shit should not be up there, and I I don't think she posted it. Somebody's got to report that shit. And is it gonna be me? I, I guess it's gotta be me. Like, why? Why does Google let that go up? She she didn't like consent to any of that shit. What the fuck? Um, but they don't have the the infamous OnlyFans not so nude picture. Or what she was like covering up or something. And it's like, okay, that's not yeah, that's not nude. That's like some soft core shit. You don't pay two hundred dollars for. Some soft core shit. Nobody, nobody pays for for porn, anyways. And if you do, you have a problem. Like, do you, do you really, really need to see ad free titties in four K? Are you putting that shit on the projector like they used to do at my at my uh, freaky eco friendly house? Um, like, what are you doing? Why do you need a premium for porn? Porn is free. You can, you can get off for free. Like, I mean, I guess, like, I get you want to see a specific person. But, but, you know, like, you know, it's not much different than anything else you've seen, right? Like, I understand curiosity, but when you really think about it, like what, you think there's going to be like a third nipple? What, what is it? Like, what, what do you need to know? What do you need to pay $200 that, like, you need to know what's under there? I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get who the, you know, you know who the suckers and losers are? Donald Trump. The suckers and losers are the people that paid 200 fucking dollars for one nudie pic of, of a Disney, ex-Disney star, and it turns out to not even be a nudie. Those are the suckers and losers. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That's mean. The one time I paid for a porn subscription, I was like 18, and I had a gift card. Or no, it was like when I first got a debit card. And, and I couldn't find, like, there was no cancel button. They make you call them. And it's, it's a nightmare. Like, they humiliate you. It, it, like, they make you, like, confirm who you are. I mean, obviously, but then they, like, say the name of the package and, like, all, like, the dirty stuff in it. And it just, it just makes you, uh, makes you feel some type of way about yourself. It's, like, the same feeling of, like, after you finish, um, doing you know what 
and you just feel like this shame and like depression and just like what did i why did i do that what what is what is the point you have like this existential just like what did i just do why did i do that what's the point anymore i'm going to bed <laughs> uh oh yeah so i got off track so bella thorne does this fucking thing she makes two million dollars or something off off of that not so nude pic and and only fans changes their their rules on the site okay so first off people are calling it the gentrification of the platform because she set her price at $20 per month for the subscription to her feed. Um, somebody said that um, like the rise of celebrities joining the platform spells doom for the sex workers who rely on it for income and are not high-profile former Disney Channel stars with ample revenue streams at their disposal. Exactly. You're, like When a celebrity comes in, and starts taking jobs from non-celebrities. It's like, what the hell are you doing? It's like this Neo competition that just finished up at Loom. They um, they picked their winners and they're like industry plants. People that, that Loom pushed out through the algorithm to get as many plays as possible. And then rigged it to fucking win. Rigged it for them to win. And it, it just obviously shows... Like, those were the songs that were being pushed to me and everyone else for, like, a month or however long this competition has been going on. And it's, it's like, okay, great. So, and, and then, of course, like, they verify a couple of people, like the winners or whatever, or the people that are, like, their industry plants. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? A lot of us work really hard for this shit. I mean, I didn't partake in the in the the Neo thing because I wasn't gonna play the game. Fuck no. Fuck Neo. He didn't do shit for anybody. He did shit for like two people. Those people benefit. What about the rest? It's fucked, dude. Anyway, so Bella Thorne is pretty much pulling a Neo here, and. Let's see, where, where, is, okay, so she's not doing nudity, and then she charged $200 for a single nude photo, let's see, so basically, OnlyFans users requested refunds at such a rate that some creators are claiming it prompted the platform to make changes to how it pays creators. Creators in some countries will now have to wait 30 days from, from 7, up from 7, sorry, to receive payouts. Creators on OnlyFans receive 80% of their subscription revenue and can only receive tips from their fans. Um, so, shit. This is fucked. And OnlyFans is saying like it's not because of Bella Thorne. But we all know it's because of Bella Thorne. Like fuck man. 
This is what happens when a celebrity joins like an indie platform. Why are you why are you coming to an indie platform? You have enough clout, you have enough tension, you have enough revenue. So why are you just getting greedy and taking more? Like I'm not on OnlyFans, so I don't have a personal stake in this, but I understand the idea of people trying to run their own, you know, independent business and then getting steamrolled by people like Bella Thorne. I don't think that's cool. I think something needs to happen there. Same with Loom. You're going to like verify like one or two people because like they're the people that you put in that position to be the best of the best. And you like you made it this way and rigged up the system for these celebrities. And it revolves around them. It doesn't revolve around the creators anymore. And I think that's really fucked. Oh, they're saying this one, the one verified artist is like being paid low-key. So the winner of the You To Love, you to love competition is like, he is a plant. He truly is a plant. They, they fucking rigged it. Wow. Great job, Loom. Fuck you guys too. Like, I totally get where these OnlyFans people are coming from. Because on Loom, there's so many creators, musicians that I've listened to. I've really invested um, into this app. Like, my time and emotions and shit. Because I see potential. I see a lot of people that are very good. But they're not getting real recognition. From real people. Loom likes to play games the same way the music industry as a whole does. And I think that we just have to play them back. So I guess if, yeah, if anybody here is a, is from Loom, um, yeah, we gotta make some changes here. We definitely have to make this more for us. The actual musicians. Should we do a relationship advice? Then I gotta get gotta get ready for my jewel pods and stuff. What was I doing? Oh yeah, relationship. Oh, boom. All right, here we go. Um, my biological child has contacted me. I kissed her. My wife gave birth to a black baby that clearly isn't mine and I'm divorcing her. Oh, what the fuck? Holy fuck. All I can say is like, now my advice would be, um, it, not, like, if, if someone I was married to, um, had a, uh, you know, had my kid, and he didn't come out an Asian baby, we're gonna have fucking problems. <laughs> we're gonna have fucking problems, okay? You know what they did in, uh, you know what they did in Sparta? Like, in 300, when they'd, like, throw the babies into the fucking pit or whatever, and see, like, which ones live? Yeah, that's what I would do. I would, that's what I would, oh, oh, he's like, 
He's completely Caucasian. Oh, he's fully white. Sorry, this isn't fucking mine. Just throw him out in the fucking dumpster, because that's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. You get into a marriage and then that sh and have two kids and then you're expecting another and that holy fuck that I cannot imagine the trauma that that causes. Holy fuck. But okay, the point of this one, but you know what? Let's just read it. Let's see what happened. My wife gave birth to a and then in parentheses black baby that clearly isn't mine. And I'm divorcing her, but I'm worried about the relationship between my two kids and their new half-sister. A month ago, my wife gave birth, birth to a black baby girl. We're both white, so she was forced to admit that the child was a result of a one-night stand last year. I've started divorce proceedings, although we're still living together for now. Between our two boys, aged two and four, I've had paternity tests for them, and they came back positive. Her infant daughter and her having lost her job due to COVID living together as amicably as possible until the divorce is settled is an unfortunate necessity. Naturally, I have no ill will towards the baby, and I've been disgusted by some of the comments I've heard from family members, friends, co-workers, and others, all who seem to be fixated on the racial angle of this, as if the most salient part of this isn't that my wife cheated, but that she cheated with a black man and that the baby is black. Yeah, the point is that she cheated. Like, if... If she, if, like, if my wife cheated with an, an Asian man, I didn't, I wouldn't care. That Asian man's gonna die. I'm not gonna be like, oh, we're cool. We're cool then. Like, no, dude's fucked. Same white, black, Asian, anybody. You're all fucked if that happens. <laughs> just kill everyone. And that's just like a fucked up thing to happen to you. So... I heard from family, what really worries me is that my two sons might pick up on these narratives. They probably will. They're too young to really understand what's happening now, but I'm worried that as they grow up to understand the situation, that they might grow to resent their half-sister for breaking up their parents' marriage, and worse, that their resentment might express itself in a racist fashion, under the influence of the aforementioned racist narratives. Any thoughts on how I should try to influence my sons away from that perspective? It probably doesn't help that we live in a suburb with very few black people, and their half-sister is really the only black person my children know. Damn, so your wife really had to go out of town for this. Shit, dude. Um, well, if there's anyone that your kids should hate, it should be their mom for, for being the person who fucked this all up. They shouldn't hate their their new sister for existing. She didn't she didn't ask for this. That's the way you have to explain it. Like you have to make sure that all the blame is on your ex-wife's foolishness. Because that way then they'll be like, "Oh, okay, like I I get it. Like mom was being a fucking skank whore and went and fucked this dude and then now we have this kid that's only half related to us." And then you, you as the father of your kids, can explain to them like, "Hey, don't like, don't, don't hate her. She, she didn't ask to be born the same way you didn't ask to be born. You know how shitty stuff has happened in your lives that you haven't asked for. Imagine if, uh, if you got blamed for that shit." 
And if you put that into perspective, then maybe, just maybe, they won't um, compartmentalize that hatred into their new half-sister. And it's very big of you to not have any ill will towards this kid and to not spread that racist narrative to them. And you're actively trying to prevent it, which is really cool. Really cool on your part. I think, I think you're on the right track. Just the fact that you're, um, that you're coming here asking the right questions. So, um, wait, here's a comment. Look at these people straight in the eyes. Look these people straight in the eye and ask them if they would have been okay with your wife's cheating if she had slept with a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white man. Also, if you can at all avoid it, don't leave your kids alone with any of these people. You'll need to be there to tell them, stop talking about my kid's sister like that. Yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. Um, I think I'll be saying that more or less verbatim. Okay. Uh, sadly, it does appear that it would have been less egregious to them if that was the case. Okay, I think about it a lot. Wait, no, let's, let's, let's keep going. Where are the comments? Hmm, I'm no parent, but I think telling the boys to love their sister no matter what would do the situation some good, or at least to keep that message consistent through their upbringing. Yeah, they're foreign too. So, as long as you ingrain that in their heads, in their developing brains... Then, then you have a better chance of them not harboring these feelings. Even when they're teenagers and go to school and they're like, oh, your mom's a whore and all this shit, like, then they're just going to be like, yeah, my mom's a fucking whore, whatever. Like, they won't blame their sister because they'll be, at that point, old enough to understand and have had enough time to deal with the differences between them, to, to not hate their half-sister for her differences. I also think it helps that they're all going to be kind of close in age. The biggest age gap there is four years. That's good. They're all going to be growing up together. I think, I, I like I said, I think it's very big of you to take the high road on this. Um, here's the t top comment is, if you if you're ever around the baby girl after this is all over, the way you treat her is what your kids will pick up on. I'm not sure how you're handling this now or how you'll handle it in the future, but if you can manage to be loving toward her and show some kind of interest in her, it will help the boys to see that she has value in your eyes. I think that would be a big deal for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, um, I think that would be very big of you. I wouldn't be able to do that personally. I would, I would mostly just like, raise my kids to believe their mom is a skank, I think. Like, I would take that road just because she is in that case. And, like, I would have no regrets. Because it's like, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out here. Either I'm going to be wrong or he sh she's going to be wrong. She's the one who had the kid that that isn't mine. And it's not that kid's fault for being born. So where does the blame go? The cheater. Or as Bill Burr would say, the whore, the whore. The, the bicycle. 
anyways, yeah, dude, you gotta just be the bigger person, I guess. I mean, that's that's bigger than I'd ever be. But if you can do it, then good on you, man. You are a better person than I or anyone I know. Anyways, this will do it for the bonus episode of the Short News Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm Alex Mador. You can follow me on Alex underscore Mador on Twitter. I will be there all day. Live tweeting 90 Day Fiance. Alright guys, enjoy. Enjoy the rest of this weekend. I might be back tomorrow. Probably. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. Alright, whatever. Love you guys. Peace. It's really that time of year. And your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen, to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl On Location. That's right. Search Super Bowl On Location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.